the way. My name is Mark the Canardian, and this is episode 61 of Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by the dancing man. If anyone's not watching the video, you're missing out. Apparently, Charlie Carden, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm good, man. It's as good as we can get for Monday. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is always something I look forward to on a Monday is recording either with you or Todd alternating weeks, but it always like it kind of makes Monday like an event. So it's not quite like a case of the Mondays situation kind of thing. It's it's usually like a good time. It's, uh, you know, it's something to look forward to. So here we go. Uh, we are also joined by not one, but two amazing guests this week. We have <laughs> I'm going to say multiple time returning guests because I can't remember exactly how many times. This is your, like, what, third, fourth time on the I show at least? this is my fourth time on the show. Fourth time. Nice. I love yeah. it. I have, to, I have to check the notes. You might be our top returning guest or maybe <gasps> at this point tied with Okairo. So we, I, I have to, I have to I check have to some numbers. On. I have to win. It's, <laughs> it's not just because she's on the payroll of which we don't <laughs> actually have one. She's on the, the hypothetical payroll. Yeah. Yeah, also like, the least competitive back. person I think ever. So right. the fact that I was like, oh, yeah. I have yeah, to yeah. It's no. good. It's good. <laughs> and a familiar voice for people who listen to all of the secret friend shows, especially code 47. Uh, but a new voice for this show, we are incredibly happy and lucky to have Missy Merchant joining Woo! us. Woo! Missy, Thank you. Welcome to I'm the show. Feel, feeling good. Good to finally be here. Excellent. I'll infiltrate yes, yes. all of the shows at some point. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Missy and I are just slowly little... planning on taking over everything. It is. Exactly. It's, it's the, it's the <laughs> SFU virus. Yeah. I, uh, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed by Star Trek people tonight. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a little, I'm, wow. I'm feeling a little like, uh, where's my wow. lightsaber? But uh, we'll see how we get along. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> with with Kay, uh, you, you've been on the show. So if there's any of these questions that like you think you've changed the answer, or you want to like chime in at any point, just just you know jump in there and uh, and you can you can update us on on your Star Wars origin. But as we do with all new guests, I'm going to ask Missy how you got into Star Wars. So speaking of Trekkies, I was a diehard Trekkie almost from birth. So I didn't even watch my first Star Wars until I met my husband approximately 13 years ago. And wow, he's what? like he's like you cannot claim to be a full nerd if you haven't at least watched them. So we had a sit down weekend, watched them all the way through all the first 9 movies at least and we've watched everything since then. So I was kind of oh, hooked wow. from the start. Yeah, so, that's, okay, that's marathon through. For we sure. did a marathon through in one weekend to do the first 9 movies. That's kind of wild for someone who's kind of in our age bracket. Now, Missy, I know you're, you're about 10 years younger than myself, which means that the three of you are closer in age than you are to me. Um, but, you know, Mark and I have had a lot of people on the show who are like as, as old as my oldest, you know, my oldest son, who's, you know, in his mid-20s, not now mid-20s, my God, uh, who are like, yeah, I grew up with the prequels and blah, blah, blah. I love the Phantom Menace. And I'm like... Okie dokie. <laughs> to, you know, to meet somebody who in their, you know, their, their, you know, late twenties, early thirties, watch all of the movies for the first time. That's, mm -hmm. that's wild. That's wild to me. So that's, that's pretty impressive. So I have a couple of follow-up questions to this one. What order did you watch them in? I was told that I had, we, my husband consulted his uh, star Wars. We call it his best man. 
his best Star Wars man that we had to do it chronological in the, order of release. The, the ball. Yes, in order wow. of release, not in order chronological timeline. Right. So the, I really good timing. I saw a Twitter poll about someone introducing their friend to Star Wars for the first time, and it was like 120 votes or something like that. I think I was the 121st, and it was how do I do it chronologically of like timeline order or mm. release order. I voted for release order. So I'm right there with that best man. And no. it was 5149. So it is like That's the like most divisive. <laughs> it's, it's like, my, and, and not even a conversation of the um, classic kind of machete order, which is what do people say? You know, you watch uh, four, five then one two three then six i mean is it looking at the first two trilogies is that the machete order uh, the machete order cuts out uh depending on the, i guess the machete order but machete order usually would cut out most if not all of phantom menace which i think is a travesty and uh yeah <laughs> you, 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 man little, that way. you get a little choppy <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't cut up mall that way. Ooh, no, you can't. Nice. This is what this is what ruins the Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are families divided. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, you really. We, we've gotten it. We've we've reviewed all of the the movies and everything else. Like, there's reasons why these are important, and especially. Uh, the the duel of the fates means so much more than just a cool lightsaber battle. The first time you see a dual sided, yeah. you know, dual bladed lightsaber, like there's so much more to that. You, you need it. I hate the machete order. Yeah. So what? Watching them, watching them all like that, all at once, very quick succession. What was your instant favorite movie out of out of everything? Watching them all that that quickly. Answer carefully. No, I'm just <laughs> no wrong answer. Never invited back. You're out. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> Never. Out of the first, we've heard out of, everyone. Out of the core, I'd say like the core nine movies. I would say probably Episode One, just because my favorite Jedi is Qui Gon Jinn. Mm, but strong you, argument. Strong argument. But if you included the shows, I would have to go Mando. Mando's just hit my heart from day one. Yeah. So. Yeah, and when yeah. you first watched, if this was ten years ago, then you um, the the sequel trilogy was not out, so you just watched one through one through six essentially. Yeah. There were no shows. Well, there would have been some Clone Wars, but yeah, that's yeah. it. So yeah, just those mm -hmm. films. So wow, strong, yeah. strong. You know, t taking Qui Gon as you know, kind of your lead indicator, saying you know maybe the movie isn't the strongest, but Qui Gon, he's hard to argue with so that is uh that's tight i like that no one has ever mark who's ever come on and said i love episode one has necessarily everybody says mall i love mall i love mall nobody stood mm. up for qui-gon i actually i like that quite a bit oh that's so yeah. rude yeah we, we i know right mention him as like some of their top jedi or top yeah characters or yeah like, yeah it's, it's uh, i don't think we've ever had i think you're right i don't think we've ever had someone mention him specifically as like the reason they love episode one but i just remembered a great dad joke to follow up the ruining thanksgiving that Kay mentioned a mall divided <laughs> against itself cannot stand because he doesn't have <laughs> legs baby <laughs> that thanks. is a dad joke it, thanks that folks was, i'll be here yeah. all week don't forget to tip your waiters 
Is this where we just like cut Charlie off and we're like, yeah. okay, Charlie. Right. That's it. Yeah. Oops. Charlie just got. We don't know what happened. Uh, what's going I do on? Have, I, as, as the person that controls Zencaster, I do have mute switches. So if Damn anyone. It. <laughs> I knew my power was limited. No. <laughs> so liking Mando uh, as your like kind of top Star Wars, that's something that surprised me recently as, as again, a Twitter poll, someone said like, who's your, you know, if you see this reply with your favorite Star Wars character and it made me pause. And for the first time ever, I didn't share a picture or a gif of, uh, of Luke. I went Mando cause it was just after this, the finale. And I was just like, uh, just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's something about Mando that's just like Star Wars. So Absolutely. what, what is it about that show that, uh, I mean, obviously you're, you're here for a Mando recap episode and we'll probably get into some of it later, but what is it about the Mandalorian that, that like screams Star Wars to you after, uh, kind of recently binging everything? I, I honestly don't know. I think it's just how much it encompasses. There's so much, there's so much depth to it, especially for being a TV show. They really have so far evolved a lot of the characters, I think. And I don't know, just something from the start. Like I've always been, I liked the bounty hunters. I really liked Boba. I liked Django and just kind of having this Mando. I was like, all right, I'm interested. Let's see what we can do with this. And so far they haven't disappointed me. So yeah, Rock yeah that's, a, that's a big part. Um, that's awesome. What so is is uh, would Mando be your favorite character, or what would be your your favorite Mando Qui Gon? Uh, Mando would be my favorite character, and if I had to do a top three like entire franchise, it would probably be Mando, and tied for second would probably be Grand Inquisitor and K two S O, which are very random. Oh man, oh, yeah, <laughs> those things those things make an unholy peanut butter and jelly and pickle <laughs> right? sandwich. That's for sure. <laughs> that's my life. That's my brain, Charlie. <laughs> I know I this. Like I know. Answers, I know you. <laughs> I uh, I kind of want to pick those apart more in depth, but I'm not going to. We'll move on with the show. But they're, those are amazing answers uh, that that say I think a lot about you and your choices. And I I am what loving means that so we much. will not it's, say. It's uh, no exactly. I'll leave that up to whoever's listening to to decide no, what that means. But, yeah, Missy, have you played um, Knights of the Old Republic? I have not. Oh, I feel like you'd really vibe with HK forty seven. Oh yes, yes, yes. K is carrying that banner yet again, and understood. Yeah, yeah. I like when you guys bring the weird answers that that like we haven't heard. You or can like, count on me for much. weird. I promise. Yes, <laughs> it, put putting the huh in weird. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so now, now I have no idea where you're going to go with the rest of these. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Light side or dark side. If you woke up tomorrow with some force powers, what would you do? I mean, I have stormtrooper tattoo, so I'm going to have to say dark side still. Ooh, <laughs> nice. Command, but all, still right, dark all, right. Side. all right. We'll keep an eye on you then. See, I knew this is the, the, the risk about inviting Star Trek people on this show. Is, uh, <laughs> right. Some Star Trek creeping in. We get the Force Lightning, the Dark Side. You guys are just, <laughs> just sketchy. I go, Where's my lightsaber? I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> this guy's a ten. I don't have any weapons around me. Pick up and throw an action figure at you. <laughs> so I've got my Mando helmet. I got a couple of lightsabers back there. I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, lightsaber color of choice. Speaking of lightsabers, what uh, what would you choose, or what would choose you? I would have to imagine red, you know, dark side. I don't think anything can quite strike fear in somebody is that nice red glow. Mm -hmm. 
Although we have seen with the Ahsoka trailer some like deep orange. So I'm I'm really interested yeah. to see kind of where that ah, goes. Deep like, orange. Yeah, my, reds. my favorite band from the seventies. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh the the red is definitely like one of those. I like I never really messed around with a red lightsaber and I was I was taking some photos a few weeks ago and like did some red lightsaber photos and I was like, oh shit, I get the appeal. Like <laughs> it's just I don't know. There's just something about it that's just like, oh man, yeah, this is kind of badass. If I we want could... a lightsaber that's like the pens from like the nineties where it was like you clicked it down and it oh, just like right. gave you a different color of mm-hmm. pen. I need it, but I need it for lightsaber colors. Like a mo- the, a mood the, saber. Re- the real Nexus yes. was trying to push them all down at the same time. And then, oh, yeah, having it, and then you break it. Yeah. And then you can have it cause a rift in the space time continuum. Now, if we could ever pull Mark down from Atlantis to do some photos, oh my God, like have us all, you know, because all of my cosplay stuff for Star Wars is stacked away in the garage. But I break out my lightsaber for Mark if we ever got into the US, you know, to do some to do some cosplay photography. Kay is an incredible photographer. So that would I, I don't know, someday. Gosh. Blah. Uh, Blah, right back at you. Yeah, I, I will say, Kay, I, I don't know if you've you've searched any like Xenopixel lightsabers and the stuff that they can do, but uh holy I have crap. it, but I'm and I'm totally not doing that right now. <laughs> uh, so they can they can do like color change. You can make like patterns and stuff. So you could act, actually have a legit like rainbow lightsaber that cycles through all the colors all at once and keeps going. They can do really cool different effects. Uh, like the one that I have is just like a standard RGB lightsaber. But it can cycle through any single color that you want. Uh, affiliate they have a dark blade show notes. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, affiliate leak in the show notes for level up lightsabers if you're interested. Yes, um, never mind. I just I'm, ordered a new guys. I'm done. I'm gonna go drool over the lightsabers. I must, you <laughs> must <laughs> go now. Yeah, uh, you can't leave. Sticking on lightsabers, uh, we've got a, a dark saber drool happening right now. So, I'm gonna uh, throw out there favorite lightsaber designs, like uh, lightsaber hilt designs. I gotta go with the Grand Inquisitors spinning dual mode. I mean, they spin in, they spin in. Gotta have some spinners. Yeah, awesome. I would also probably chop my own head off, but yes. (laughs) But but would it be worth it? Sounds like it might be. (laughs) I mean, what a way to go! Lightsaber, and now I have no head. That's going to come up in a second. Uh, any any lightsaber <laughs> that l- allows you to, to jump off a building and say, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, is, exactly. uh, is good in my books. That's, that's all right. Um, Synergy. Okay, you've, you've mentioned Sith. You've mentioned, mentioned bounty hunters. If you could only pick one, what would be your favorite affiliation? Bounty hunters. Nice. Bounty hunter, dark side, spinny, chappy head. Yep. Oh, just, like, just like Django. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's how he met his Waterloo. Lightsaber to the lightsaber to the neck. You will never never anticipate answers from me. I promise I can be that weird and I will not go with the flow. Well, here's your chance to be as weird as you possibly want because a new question that we have been asking is if you were in the Star Wars universe, what hilarious, stupid, mundane, or ridiculous way would you die? uh it could for example be, yeah for, for example you could you know spin your lightsaber and accidentally chop your head off you could see a rancor and be like here kitty 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 come here and it just you know bites your head off again uh it could be just a, a any any kind of thing you want to um well we had like space poop at one point 
I was the uh, I was the Ewok Wookie three way. Um, if Ewok you can really Wookie, picture yeah. that. Nice. Yeah, we've had someone having a poop, and then the Death Star explodes, and they're just like flung out with the space <laughs> shot toilet. through space like Dave Chappelle. Woo! Uh, yeah. We we've had some weird answers, so let's see what you can you can top of. And and Kay, I don't think you've answered this one either. So no, feel I free to come up with something goofy. Mine would be pretty. Um, mine would be the reason why they finally put uh, rails on everything <laughs> because I am clumsy and I will definitely just randomly trip and fall, and then they'd be like, "Oh, maybe if we just put a railing here." Yeah, this could have been like this could have prevented, but this could have solved so many problems. So many yeah. stormtroopers didn't have to die and get right. force pushed over a ledge. Yeah. I know, wrong, I know, wrong show, but it's kind of like uh, Gotham City doesn't need Batman; they just need OSHA. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Ouch! Absolutely, yeah. Just finish a floor for once. Gosh, uh, yeah. come on, Empire. <laughs> um, I, I would die. It would be more hilarious probably than K's, but similarly, I imagine like being on one of the non-railed catwalks, probably flinching, thinking I hear something or panicking, shooting myself in a lower extremity and then plummeting to my death. Out yeah. of my ass. Wait, how did you do that? <laughs> I wasn't doing anything weird with this. I don't know how it went off. Right. I was just I, playing I, with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. <laughs> Or I would sneeze and accidentally cut my head off with a lightsaber. Right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my original until my wife changed it. I was like, I was thinking like I'd be the idiot to stare into his lightsaber and turn it on. Wait a second. Then, <laughs> yeah. Is this thing on? Yeah. 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 And then, then I tried to make friends with a raccoon and my wife was like, no, 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 no. Listen. Here's how you're probably going to die in real life. So Star yeah. Wars would probably get eaten by some giant beast. Here, kitty, 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 and it's a panther. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> you're interacting with raccoons. That doesn't sound familiar at all, Kay. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> that's right. You guys had some fun raccoon time up north this weekend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it, it, you, you just like, yes, that like it's classified. Like that I mean, was... Like, no, down. we just... That, okay. Long story short, we shuffled a raccoon off of the side of the road who for, was very, for a, very disoriented. For the full okay. story, please visit uh, patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite. Mark, we did not remember to give love to our patrons, but the great news is one of them is here already. Absolutely. Yeah, so we could do that right now. So, uh, yeah, thank you to, to all of our amazing Patreon members, uh, including... Okay, uh, we we have or Missy, <laughs> or Missy and Missy. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I'm also looking up the, the full Patreon list because I don't want to. Oh my god, my computer's doing some really weird things. I I I got it. I got it. So you have it here. All right, because no, I have I have it here. My <laughs> our, our our Patreons do include the wonderful Missy Merchant, the great Nias family. That would be Sean, Stella, and Henry. Our uh, Missy's friend uh, Andy. I'm going to screw up her name. Milken, thank you. And Jamie Prinky. We appreciate all of you very deeply from the center of our heart. If you're interested in getting more Secret Friends Unite content, including listening to Kay or Missy and I talk about old TV shows on the Facts of Geek Life or uh, the, the Canardian's Corner with Mark or a lot of the other stuff that we do, you can visit, as I had mentioned, patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite and sign up for uh, a level of interest and you get a lot of great fun new content so anyway that's my plug back to your regularly scheduled program actually before we get back our our friend force 99 just dropped on uh the regular 
feed. So if you're listening yes. to this right now, the episodes are up. Uh, the last one actually drops as we're recording tomorrow. But as you're listening to this yesterday, time's weird. Uh, so that's how, anyway, they're, they're all available right now. Uh, Charlie K and myself did a special, like limited series to cover the rest of the bad batch episodes. They dropped as a Patreon first show. And, uh, and now as again, as you're listening to this, they're all on the normal feed. So you get a tiny little taste of some of the stuff that's like, you know, Patreon first, or at least Patreon supported. And, uh, and you can listen to that and hear what we all thought about the bad batch. Yes, please. You got it. Cool. Go. Uh, the Bad Batch got kicked off of this show because Mando started. Mando. Straight on to the Mandalorian recap. Two episodes. Holy crap. Did anyone else feel like this season just flew by way too fast? I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah, you're right. It was eight weeks and it started, it started when April and I were on the cruise. So that was the first week of March. And here we are, you know, at the, at the end of April already, it was just like kablamo. Um, yeah. But yeah, we got, uh, we got two episodes to talk about. Mark, did you want me to do my, my regular absolutely. and yeah. knock this, this deal out? All right, cool. Episode seven is the spies. Uh, Rick, not even going to try it. Famiina was the director. And of course, Favreau and Filoni did write this deal. Came out on April 12th. Uh, Moffy Giddy is informed by the terrible Eliza Kane of the Mandalorian's intent to retake their planet. Uh, Gideon relays this information to the Shadow Council. Council. There were no ghosts. The Shadow. Yes, ooh, the shit. Yeah, like the old radio drama, right? A group of Imperial remnant warlords. Easter egg time. Uh, he requests reinforcements from Commandant Brendel Hawks, who, and informs Captain Pelion, another Easter egg, uh, on the absence of Grand Admiral Thrawn, another Easter egg, uh, reassembling on uh, Apo the Apollo Creed planet. Uh, Bo Katan unites the Mandalorian clans and prepares a recon party to explore the surface of Mandalore and locate the Great Forge, the Great La Forge, I would prefer. Uh, <laughs> before leaving, uh, Apollo Creed presents Din Djarin with IG-12, a rebuilt version of IG-11, which is able to be controlled by Grogu for the purposes of marketing and cuteness. Uh, on Mandalore, the group meets uh, another surviving clan who is loyal to Bo-Katan, and doesn't care that much for personal grooming. Uh, Bo-Katan <laughs> admits that she surrendered to Gideon shortly after the Night of a Thousand Tears, boo-hoo, uh, hoping that her people would be spared from further harm. Womp womp. Uh, the party finds the Great Forge, but is ambushed by Beskar Enhanced Stormtroopers. They fly now! Uh, <laughs> Din is captured by the Beskar-clad Gideon, who reveals his intent to complete the Great Purge of Mandalore. Dun-da-dum-bum-bum-bump. Uh, he attempts to kill the search party, but Bo-Katan uses the Darksaber to make an escape for the group. Pez Vizsla stays behind to buy time, but is killed by Gideon's, uh, I was going to say Patreon guards. <laughs> yeah. I know, yes. They're, yeah, they're, they're paid. Do you have us. guards now? Yeah, they pay us. <laughs> uh, killed by his Praetorian guards. Oh my God! That was episode seven. <laughs> All right. Um Oh, I have so many thoughts. Uh, <laughs> holy crap. Well, um, should we? did you want me to crank through eight or do we need to do seven and then talk about eight? Is it too much emotion? I to need, handle like yeah, no, we need, we need to do this one at a time because I need right, to cool. stop and All talk right, cool. about IG-12 
Grogu for like yes, two no, seconds. Yes, no, yes, no. Like, they turn, they turn as, him into Captain Pike with the beats. No, boop, no, boop. no, no. Yeah. As, as a father to a two and a half year old, you know. like, holy <laughs> shit, that, that spoke to, to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my Bed God. Time. Like, time. No, no, no. Bedtime. No, <laughs> no, no. Like, put on pants. No, no, no. And, and it was such a like, child father grandfather kind of like thing like we're like grief was just the grandfather like ah put him in the suit don't worry about it and like yeah. your dad's just like yeah. no 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 yeah. no here's the christmas right. present of the thing that never stops talking about, but <laughs> i've got to go now sorry <laughs> yeah let's just put a a, a two-year-old and a, a destructive uh, assassin droid and just see what happens it's fine he'll it'll be fine just what's the worst thing programmed he's not an assassin it's, anymore uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was so good i actually ran out of time so i tried to watch this episode uh while i was eating breakfast and finish it at lunch and i ran out of time and had to watch it after work or during work i think actually i was i was a bad employee this day very responsible and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, i laughed that hard i had to stop i had to rewind it and and watch that again and i just i watched that scene like three times <clears throat> because it was so delightfully stupid and amazing and <laughs> spoke to me on on many levels um so I, if you guys want to add anything to the rest of this episode, feel free. Yeah, that's, uh, just, that's all we got. No, that's all. That's all you got. But yeah, Kate, Kate's rapping. So go on. I have, I have. Anybody else just get like peak weeb vibes from Gideon when he shows up in his like cosplay Mandalorian armor, where he's like, <laughs> like all I could think about was all those dudes who like wear a kimono and have like a samurai sword that they got from the mall up on their wall, and they're like. I don't know if you know this about like Japan culture, but like I'm really into it. Japan like that's like, when he's just when he's just, like, you of the same guy that cuts their sake with Red Bull. Like the yeah, dude, exactly. Like, like the, the dude, uh, like Dietrich Bader's part in Napoleon Dynamite, where he's yes. he's the the yes. martial arts instructor, and who's like, I learned this from seasons fighting in the octagon with his big American flag pants. Yeah, he's got like a he's got a, a waifu pillow of the of the armor or something. Yeah, right. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, 100%. to play with that from like the parent person, like if you're going to do like the child, parent, grandparent, like I could totally see myself when my kids do something, be like, I can do something cool too. Look, <laughs> I can do cool. it's okay. Mom, you're not looking. Mom, mom, <laughs> mom, mom, mom. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, absolutely. Um, oh man. Yeah. So the, the, what did you, what did you guys think about the, the armor aside from the big weeb vibes? Like what? I hate that the villains get all the cool armor. Mm-hmm. I thought his I thought his armor was really cool. He's got like the so horns badass. and shit, and I was like, well, yeah, he, he, like, uh, I don't want to cosplay yeah. freaking Moz Gideon, but also he looks badass. And I loved that they had it where he had kind of enhanced himself, where you could hear the mechanisms in it Is because it, he's like Iron Man kind of, suit. Yeah, yeah, so, it was like an Iron Man suit because he knew if it just came down to skill versus skill he would not be able to take on a mandalorian so he tried to give himself some sort of advantage so i don't think he built that for the mandos the whole time Kay was hearing i hate myself for a loving (laughs) you (laughs) (laughs) so that's that's a great point that i i want to bring up because at the end of this episode 
they we see they have no problem killing Mandalorians. They have no problem killing Paz Vizsla, but he keeps well, Din no, alive. No problem. I mean, they, okay, he no, no. I mean, like, like no, no hesitation. No, they have oh, trouble yeah, okay. killing them, but no hesitation. To moral difficulty. People. Yes. Yeah. No. No moral difficulty. That's that's what I was trying to say. Uh, but they keep Din alive. I I have a theory that's not just convenient writing for this. And it, that is that who who's the only person in the galaxy that we've seen so far that Moff Gideon's afraid of or that handily kicked his ass and went through all the old dark troopers? I mean, yeah, he's terrified oh, of Jedi, Luke definitely. in particular. Yeah. Luke. Mm-hmm. So he wants to put force enhanced clones of himself inside enhanced new age, next generation Beskar enhanced dark trooper armor. He's not building this to the Mandos. That's step one, just mm-hmm. because. Step two is keeping Din alive because he knows that if Din has Grogu back and Grogu went with Luke, Din knows where Luke is. Mm. And he can go out and he can go take on Luke right. with this new army, his enhanced force-sensitive clones his Iron Man suit, all this kind of stuff. So that's A, why Din was kept alive and saying like, you're coming with us because he was going to either mind flay him or torture him until that, like where's Luke's location. Right. Um, he didn't build that suit. He he thought he could just mow down the Mandos. Right. He thought the great purge part two was going to be a cakewalk <laughs> with this new two. stuff. <laughs> right? Like he, he didn't anticipate this to be a fight. He was fully ready to just be like okay cool i'm gonna mow the lawn slash these mandos and then i'm gonna go after luke like that's that was the main event um this was just the appetizer yeah, yeah. that was it that was that this was, is your it, yeah. this is your calamari and the salad you now get ready for your you know your flank steak yeah exactly yeah so i and at first watching it i was like oh convenient they left din alive and i was like oh shit there's yes, reasons. I took it as that's a really good point because I took it as just because Din had kicked his ass so soundly on Navarre. Mm, yeah, yeah. That I was like, oh, he probably wants like is like prideful as Moss as he probably wants to take him out himself and like revel, you know, do the, do the evil monologuing thing, and, <laughs> then, yeah, and then kill him. But also, I think that's a really good that's a really yeah. good theory. Yeah, especially since the tech, uh, you know, exists to you know, and again, the Klingons have it too. Star Trek did it first. Um, <laughs> the, the, the mind ripper, where you can extract information and then be like, yeah, then he's going to find Luke, and he has this you know wet dream of wearing his fancy armor with all his fancy boys coming along, and we're going to kick Luke Skywalker's ass. Which you know what? Come on. Nobody ever kicked Luke Skywalker's ass, you know, in, in, in the final analysis. It wouldn't have worked out. Plus, all his clones, you know, get get blowed up. But we're not gonna we're we're not gonna get that. We were we were jumping to the next episode. That's where that came from because this episode just ended with obviously with with Din getting dragged off, and you're like, oh no, what's gonna happen? And then yes, the 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 John Favreau slaying. Even though, you know, I was listening to another podcast today. It's that uh, you know you never see. John Favreau in the Paz Vizsla armor. You, you know, this entire season, you never saw Din with his helmet off. So it was kind of stand in city, um, which is a bummer. You know what I think? Cause I, I feel like once we got, 
once it was okay for um, Bo Karen or Bo Katan uh, to take her helmet off because she walks between two worlds. Why why couldn't they get to the point where everybody could you know kind of let their balls hang out for lack of a better expression and take that helmet off? You know what I mean? Maybe if they don't want to, that's okay, Charlie. That's, yes. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you're as, right. As it's, much you're as... right. It's, it's it's touching their comfort level. I understand. You yeah. know, don't for, don't force your values on other people. Because Not everybody's gonna freedoms. be a nudist just um, because you yeah. want to. Yeah, a nudist, <laughs> a nudist from the neck up, neck up nudist. Oh, um, I took Bo-Katan like walking both worlds as they're going to stay in their world, and there's going to be you know the modern mandalorian world and she's mm. going to help them navigate and yes you know yes. kind of complement those Excellent two worlds back together versus trying to merge them back together and you know, make people make compromises <laughs> yeah. and i also yes. read an article because um i was curious about that pedro pascal does have a body double but he also is in the suit a lot of times even Good. when he's not like when they're not showing his face because he's like i really enjoy playing the character right. so even though it's not like he was still on set and he was still doing a lot of the work yeah um, even though they we never actually saw his face excellent i like it good stuff all right mark are we moving on or other uh, thoughts yeah i do i actually uh i just i want to mention as a fun fact he actually has two body doubles oh gotcha um, it's a big oh, job so we have uh yeah. latif crowder who who does uh some some of the work and then uh the other one's brandon wayne uh who is uh, john wayne's grandson what I knew, yeah i knew about oh, brandon Nice dig, because I'm a cat, because I'm a cowboy. Yeah. Pew pew um, pew. It, it's it's funny, like uh, apparently, like if you kind of know, like you can pick out scenes where it's like one or like one kind of like establish the walk. One does a little bit more of the like really action heavy kind of stuff, or like the stances and that kind of stuff. And then uh, Pedro Pascal kind of has to mirror what they do physically in in the the costume. Um, that's that's the acting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting someone else here that's it's it's showing uh there's another actor Barry Lowen but I don't know it's it's just coming up as him like as another anyway uh yes Charlie we we can continue on uh with the, the rest of the show well get yes get ready to tee up the big golf ball for the long swing episode eight is the return again it's Rick F and written by John F hey look let's Famuyua, uh, written by Mr. Favreau, um, Bo-Katan and her Renaissance, re Renaissance squad, Reconnaissance squad. <laughs> Renaissance. I mean, it's a Renaissance for the Mandalorians. We can yeah, say that. Her Renaissance squad <laughs> retreat from Moffy Giddy's base. Upon returning to the Mando flagship, Mr. X Body Spray, X Woves, uh, sends the remaining Mandos to reinforce the planetary troops. I was impressed how he flew all the way to the ship when fuel was an issue when they were earlier when the different mandos were chasing that weird bird but whatever plot armor uh while he defends the ship from imperial tie fighter squadrons awesome actual star wars i'd love to see that uh with assistance <laughs> from grogu which is awesome uh din escapes from captivity and seeks out gideon saw that coming uh din and grogu discover cloning tanks filled with clones of gideon who can use the force although they didn't come out and say 
blah, I can use the force. Uh, that, that's <laughs> a little bit later. And, and Din j- destroys them. But of course, after a lengthy skirmish between the Mandalorians and the Beskar enhanced stormies within the base, uh, Bo-Karen, Din, and Grogu make a final stand against Gideon and his Praetorian guards in which the Darksaber is destroyed. Aww. X body spray woves rams the Mandalorian capital ship into the Imperial base and Gideon is consumed in the resulting blast. Yes. Uh, Grogu protects Bo and Din from the blast with his Sue storm invisible girl force bubble. I like it. Uh, after the battle, the Mandalorians restart the great forge at the heart of Mandalore and Din formerly adopts Grogu. There's a legal ceremony. A judge shows up. It's really, it's very, it's very touching. Um, and they take a picture. Uh, <laughs> afterwards, Din takes up an honest contract work from Carson Teva, who is the uh, New Republic dude, the pilot, and moves into a cabin on the outskirts of Navarro's capital as previously offered to him by Apollo Creed. While IG-11 is rebuilt by the uh, little dude mechanics to serve as Navarro's new marshal. And the scene ends with uh, Din with his feet up, drinking a beer, and Grogu torturing a frog, which might mean he's a serial killer. I don't know. I don't, you know, d- don't read into it too much. Um, but the end. Everybody's happy, or are they? Yeah. No, no. Hmm. Holy crap! What a what a last episode. I, I know. I'm gonna start off by saying this to me could have been a season ender. Uh, or a series ender i mean rather than a a season uh ender and i would i would be satisfied with that totally yes uh it's also very telling that the the camera effect that they used the zoom in uh the black circle kind of thing that they used for that final shot of zooming in on on din and grogu has been usually used to signify the end of a chapter in mm. Star Wars. Uh, so if you've seen that before, it's the end, usually the end of like a movie or right. uh, something that's, you know, the, the, this chapter is closing. The long, so it's play, kind the long of, play out, the long music, like, you know, like the end of yeah. it two or the end of return of uh, the empire strikes back. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, you know, is is that does that mean this is the end of this chapter? So that's you know, if if this fight was like the first Avengers movie, or you know, are we coming up the next few things like Ahsoka is starting off, you know, that wave two, the the you know whatever it is, um, or what's next? Is Ahsoka next? Yeah, Ahsoka. Would yeah, be next, yeah, right? August. Yeah, mm-hmm. August. Yeah. So yeah how how did you guys feel kind of like overall like as this story wrapped up was this like a good season ender how are you are you, are you guys as high as i am on this one because i thought it was amazing oh totally uh, missy, is... let's, yeah oh yeah oh go ahead missy no you go ahead <laughs> oh i was just gonna say this is this was 100 percent space opera and i am here for it yeah like, it felt like star wars yeah yeah missy yeah i mean if this were to be a, like a series finale, I do think it was a nice little bow on everything. But the way they set up for the ah, adventures bow. to come, like, I mean, there's going to be so much more to explore moving forward with it. So right, the absolutely. emotions were real. The tears were real. I cry at Star Wars. It's fine. Yeah. Me, <laughs> I yeah it's a space opera. Like You're supposed minutes. to cry. Right. I mean, <laughs> exactly. you know, an- another another thing, super space otter, 
uh, space operatic that you know last episode of Picard that we'll be talking about on Code Forty Seven. I cried several times because mm-hmm. it was it was very emotional. But this anyway. is Star Wars, not Star Trek. I gotta, I, I gotta be me, woman. I gotta be me on Sunday. I gotta be me. I gotta be me. I, uh, I am the Bo Karen of SFU. I walk both worlds. I take off my helmet. It's over there in the corner, but I'll put it on if you need me to. Doesn't fit so good over the headphones, but I'll, I'll still do it. So, aside from an awesome wrap up, Charlie, are you as as, as high on this as, as everyone else? I absolutely. Um, while I think it's very hard to recapture. All the thrills we got out of the season two finale um, mm. leave out of the comparing of that um, to the fact that this was, you know, the satisfactory conclusion of something that goes further back than anything related to the Mandalorian. Obviously, in season two, we got Bo-Katan and, you know, her cohorts um, and their quest to retake Mandalorian. But they had no plan. They had no motivation. They didn't even go to Mandalore because they got that ship and all of a sudden we were like, Okay, what are we going to do do now? Nothing. Okay, well then, <laughs> Bo-Katan is going to go sit in her chair and eat pizza because that that's what she did. While the rest of them were like, "We're going to be freedom fighters and we're going to keep the ship." Um, so it took uh, you know didn't come back and say, "What are you guys doing? You guys got to mm-hmm. get your shit together. If you're gonna you know if you got to take Mandalore, maybe the first step is we should actually go there and see what the hell's going on." So it's like what? you know, Cap. You know, Captain Obvious got on board, you know, the good ship, you know, Dum Dum, and they went to Mandalore. Um, and, you know, and only by doing that would they finally uncover the, you know, evil plan of Moffy Giddy that, you know, he'd been operating from Mandalore all along. He'd been stealing from the Great Forge. He'd been uh, hooking up his stormtroopers with this, you know, these fancy ass duds, doing all of his cloning, even though he sold out um uh dr pershing um and then you know had his mind put in a blender so that he wouldn't obviously ultimately uh end up revealing what's been going on since the beginning of the series that they were trying to you know suck the the force juice as it were out of grogu and put it into moffy giddy body so that there could be the ultimate soldiers um but even you know what this this was the one that evil was punished uh where it was back in the season two finale it was just great to see luke skywalker you know wrecking shop and kicking some ass this was like you said a satisfactory conclusion uh though what i didn't feel was season two was the best season of the show my opinion so far Mm. um this season was it definitely had its Sunday. it was kind of like a hot pocket you know the middle of it might have been frozen but the outside of it might be somewhat edible um but this delivered I think this absolutely delivered because you got what it felt like was the end of this three-year arc that started at the end of the very first episode when we see Grogu for the first time. You know, why is this, you know, why is this little child special and how can we sell more merchandise? Oh, we figured that part out. Um, But, you know, it kind of took us all the way to the end of understanding what purpose he really served in being so pursued by the ultimate bad guy. Um, Who got now? I had a buddy of mine who said, "Oh, Moffy Giddy went out like a punk." I mean, how else would how else would you like to have seen him gone out? Just like you know, kicked in the balls or have the dark shaver shoved up his ass or something? I don't know. I mean, mm. how else could he have gone out? I think it was fine that he got you know ah the big explosion like so many you know so many bad guys die in the big explosion, right? So I thought that but was with kinda... no body. Do we know he actually died? Right, and he was wearing the best car, so you know, Mando's survive worst. Exactly. Um, and I said worst, worse, <laughs> worse. So that's something else I want to bring up. We we talked about the clones 
was that Moff Gideon? Or was oh, that right. the first of the clones that right. he was, was finished? That the, was that the beta tested clone? Right, exactly. Right. And well, and they all got, you know, they all got, you know, turned into fajitas. So uh, what difference does it make now, batch. right? Yeah, exactly. The next well, batch did. Well, yeah. Gideon somewhere oh, else. You're saying, are there little Moffy Giddies out there running around? But you're right, because he made a big deal out of it. Like, you killed my clones and I'm so mad. But could have that have just been, I mean, he's an Imperial. He's a liar, you know, so he's mm-hmm. could be, he could have just been uh, spinning a yarn. So once we get to this Filoni movie, which is supposed to bring together Boba and Ahsoka and Mando and all the Mandos and and then Thrawn are we going to then find out that Thrawn's like and here's my army of Moffy Giddies and they all jump out and they're like (laughs) yeah I think it'd be interesting if Moff Gideon came back as an ally a reluctant ally but I'm picturing him as a Loki kind of like you don't know when he's going to stab you in the back he's going to stab you in the back but who does Moff Gideon hate more than Mando Thrawn Mm-hmm. He made it very clear that he does not like Thrawn. Right. So if Thrawn's the big Thanos, then Moff Gideon could be a very sketchy kind of Loki character that's like, I, I hate having to work with you, but I'm gonna. And it's not going to end well for either of us, but we got to take out this big blue jackass before he takes us out. So I it like, if they of, take uh, him the, back, I, I want that. Um, the captain in... Uh, in Rebels, that ended up betraying. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, what was oh his shoot! What was, his, what was his call sign? Now I can't remember, and I'm, I'm sure gr- that everybody who's listening to this is screaming at me. Oh my god, Kay! How could you not know it's Captain? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. probably. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what his, te- but yeah, he was the one who was very racist against. Uh... Uh, Callus. Yeah. Oh, Callus. Yeah. yeah. Callus. Yes, what, what an appropriate name. He, he was, was very... He was very... Callus. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have to say that for, the sh- for a show that really focused on kind of like a found family vibe, because mm. you see that a lot in other shows, and then like at the end climax fight is, it's like all about family, all about family, and then it's just your protagonist who fights, who solos the bad guy, and he's able to overcome it just because of sure will, even though they fought several times and he lost. And this right. one, they were like, no... Din wouldn't be able to beat him, but Din's now got Bo-Katan, Din's got a, now got Grogu, and you actually had this family combination of, like, mom and dad are kicking ass with their kid. Like, they yeah. brought their kid out for, like, Aww. Saturday like, night at Chuck E. Cheese, and now like they're WandaVision. kicking Muscadian's ass. <laughs> Which, I yes. mean, we're going to talk he, about one he, of the cry moments. You he's know. the electric rat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and one of the cry moments for me was when Din actually had to, you know, look at Grogu and be like, instead of being like, you need to not be here, like, hey... I, yes. I need you. Like I can't do this without you. <laughs> yeah, and he was like prepping and being like, "This is what how it's gonna be hard." Although, side note, why? Like, why did you make all of those stupid barriers? Like, where was that helpful? Where was that helpful? Right. If you hadn't have had Moskidia, okay, some notes, Moss, for when you build your next layer. Do not siphon all of your guys off in pairs of two because if someone comes down the hallway, you need them to be able to all attack at once. 
So it's yeah. kind of like Dr. Evil and says, no, I'll just set up an elaborate death and then I'll walk away and assume everything went to, to plan. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I, did like, I did like that we got the, the Mandalorian MCU Netflix hallway fight scene. Like, yes. That was fantastic. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it was great. Weird plot points aside of like, right. like Star Wars loves those weird doors, though. Like we're going right back yeah. to, right. to Phantom Menace. Like that's kind of what screwed over. It's a weird door. Or Qui-Gon fight is like those like what were they blast shields or something yeah, like yeah. that in that yeah. fight right so, but I mean this time it's doors but whatever um, yeah it's yeah that was kind of a weird little like okay here we go video yeah, I was game trying, style, when you walked like, into in the first screen. yeah in the first scene I was like why would you put it that because it's like oh, okay they close behind him so then it's like if you get someone they're just trapped there and then it's like no they just stay open and I'm like yeah <laughs> and what again, is the defensive no aspect of those yeah and then no yeah. railings so again, once again, my you, ass is cooked because I would just run. <laughs> yeah, right. Here, fall into the lava pit. <laughs> there wasn't even. There was literally nothing to grab onto because you can't even grab onto the barrier. Like oh, wait, it just bounced that, off the barrier. Was oh. you in that first barricade, Kay? The one that just kind of hurled himself off. Yeah, right. Oh, that was definitely me. Yeah, that was <laughs> my first. That was my uh, cameo. And Mando, I'm glad you saw it. Thank you, Imperial OSHA. We appreciate it. That's how they were defeated. <laughs> But yeah, I so do, I do really I like so. that they just the whole family aspect was actually a continuing theme from start to finish. And then obviously with the culmination of Din actually adopting Grogu and him becoming Din Grogu, because that was super cute. That's something I want to ask about is the name. So is Din. So Din Grogu would suggest that Din is a family name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we haven't seen that with any of the other Mandalorians. Like Paz Vizsla, Vizsla is the family name. Bogotan right. Kreese, like Kreese is the family name. Uh, different sects. Well, no, it would be. And I said sect, S-E-C-T, yeah, yeah. not the other one. Um, yeah, but that doesn't work because Vizsla and uh, right. and Din were apparently saying, um, I'm going to go with meh. <laughs> that's, that's it, right? Like I, it, I don't. It'd be easier to say than Dejarin Grogu. I don't know. Oh, Jaren, maybe so it like, would fit less maybe. easily on a customized license plate or a, a state id i don't know <laughs> maybe it has anyway, to do with can... who din's like din's culture's family right right before he was adopted by the mandos right so yeah, yeah. has din Jaren simply always been his name and he's in the maybe in the mandalorian recognition he's the first of his clan because he was conscripted. Oh, he's he the was... clan of one. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So he's making his own rules. He's like, maybe he was sounding out the different names. He said, no, Din Grogu is better. So that's what we're going with. You know, and or then maybe it... at this point, like Din will now be like in future iterations of the clan, Din will right. eventually become the last name. Mm-hmm. Like it is right. now with other clans. Once the yeah. clan is established, once he Who just ed- he ends up adopting other pets. Like now, I'm going to bring in this dog, and maybe these three cats, and maybe and this like- bird. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I love Star Wars. They're not always like super up to date with the canon. They're not. Yeah. You right. know, they do- sometimes they play a little fast and loose. Right. Do not yeah. mind. That's part yeah. of it. it's, it's fantasy and, and, in space. I don't and, mind. And, and isn't it great that they have a fan base that's so understanding of such things and love things? But I, mm. I'm sorry, I can't keep a straight face when I'm saying that. Absolutely accepting and wonderful, especially right. when you include women and black men. They oh, have women and black people <laughs> all live that. one day. Oh my God, it's great. And people of color and you know trans people and it's all, it's all and, and yeah. you know gay people. It's all super cool. It's great. If you're upset by this comment, then tough. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> please, yes, yes, please at all of us on Twitter so that we can um, promptly yeah. ignore you. That would be yes, precisely. <laughs> Subliminal message. Yeah. Star Trek is this ain't you. your show. Stop <laughs> listening. Uh, just straight up, you're, you're dancing around it. I will tell those people to uh, uh, you know go go pounce in somewhere else. You're barking yes. up the wrong tree. Please don't give us your listens. We don't want them. Go we don't away. want them. Go pounce in, son. Uh, Boom. I know there's kids listening. Otherwise, my language would be a lot saltier. Uh, I want to jump back for two seconds. And I, we already talked about Moff Gideon's uh, potential to come back. I want to ask you guys about some of the fake outs. Because we, I think on this show and like on the internet in general, expected a mole within the Mandalorians. People were given Axe Woves a pretty hard time. People were given the myself included 100% uh, the armorer. Mm-hmm. Didn't trust her shifty ass for a second. And right. uh, boy, was I wrong. Holy yeah. crap, was I just just devastatingly wrong. Uh, how did you guys like that there was no, like, like they they hinted, I think, at even up oh, until they the, set up the last Axe. episode. Yeah. yeah. Right, like Axe when he was telling everybody to leave, and I was like, Axe, wait, what? Yeah. Axe, what are you Axe, doing? Yeah. What are you, Axe, what are you doing? Slow down. Same thing. Like the the armorer just kind of takes off, and then suddenly they get ambushed by troopers. Moff Gideon comes out with the spikes on his helmet. She has spikes on her helmet. It's like, oh shit, these guys are still like, is she following Maul? Is she with him? What's going on? And then See, she maybe comes it's down. because the armor is just. I'm obsessed with her. Um, <laughs> So I never saw my sweet armor baby. I'm a, I'm also a metalsmith, so I was like, yay. Right. Um, but I was really terrified that when she broke the clouds, when she was going up to take the survivors, that she would break, and then like they would full be under attack, and the entire mm. fleet would be gone. That's what I was afraid of when yeah. I when she broke the clouds. But also, I'm I am I'm very prejudiced, so I could never see her betraying anyone. Oh, I did 100%. I'm very happy to be wrong. <laughs> Emily Swallow is fantastic. Armor, the armor is great. I didn't trust. It was just the spiky helmet. I was like, she looks like Maul. And then as soon as Gideon came down with the spikes on his helmet, I was like, shit. Yeah, there goes the armor. We're done. That's it. Toast. And then she comes down just kicking ass, taking names, hitting people with her hammer and her oh, freaking man. tools yeah. and <laughs> flying through the air. And it was bonk, just, bonk. Like, Hammer just and tongs, so man. Good. Hammer and tongs. <laughs> oh, God. Grabbing, so grabbing um, some stormtrooper nuts. Crunch! Ouch! <laughs> so what did you guys think about like the that that kind of like bait and switch of there's a mole? Uh did did you have any like I, again I was 100 percent I thought the armor. Did you guys have any theories about who it was or like were you happy with how everyone kind of turned out to be like legit and it was just Moff Gideon and uh what's her name just being turds? I mean, I'm definitely happy there was no mole. If I uh, earlier on, not these last two episodes, obviously, but I had paths. I was like, man, he is always Ooh. against it. He's always got to rub feathers the wrong way. Right. He's just yeah, not. It'd be, it'd be my vote. He's not putting a lot of skin in the game. No pun intended. He doesn't take his helmet off. But up right. until the <laughs> sacrifice, I was like, man, he is gonna screw something over. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily given given that a ton of thought thinking about moles or anything like that, but which is funny because it seems to happen in every show I watch. You know, twenty four, there was always a mole every single season. Um, I just wasn't really giving it a lot of thought. I guess I wasn't listening to the chatter on that one, so shame on me. Um, yeah, so tisk. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more of like kind of the internal conflict that you got with Paz and Axe on the you mm. know on the like yeah. floaty boat. 
they literally see a mountain moving on the horizon and they're just like let's just keep driving towards it i'm sure this yeah. isn't gonna be a problem nothing bad ever happens to me like why didn't you stop actually not on just while, space while, the, while, they're, while, they're, while they're sitting playing passive aggressive chess yes but <laughs> okay. i thought I was going to say, so Carter argument, maybe they've gone through so much that they're like, you know what? A moving mountain towards us? Let's just see what happens at this point. Let's just, just get on its back and, and go take us. Yeah. Just go left. Just take, give it a wide berth. You don't have to go yeah. right towards it. It's, just it's, it's the Mando, Mando effort uh, methodology yeah. of kind of... Yeah, there's definitely a stuff. YOLO situation. Mando it's a culture I, of like steve Irwin with guns <laughs> like it's just like hey yeah. what's that giant mountain of a creature i think i'm gonna go poke it in the bottle let's get a yeah, closer yeah. look oh, oh, british instead of australian um, i'm tired like it just like you yeah they're gonna they're gonna go towards that oh my god yeah so i saw <laughs> i saw more of the internal conflict being the the source of a problem where like when it came to a crucial moment one of them wouldn't back the other um mm. and i honestly didn't really think of betrayal and like i never liked x gonna be honest um but i i didn't see betrayal and or consider betrayal until he was like literally running on the ship and making everyone leave and i was like don't even want to keep a gunner you don't want to keep any anyone any and really no mm. one okay yeah. sure i guess bold choice um, cotton let's see how it yeah. plays out <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so that was the only like moment where i was like maybe maybe they're not all on the up and up but yeah. um i was glad i was very very pleased to be disappointed by that yeah i also liked how he didn't really have to like holdo himself he just shot the window out and jumped out because all mandalorians have jetpacks so it was kind of like all right cool i thought like maybe possibility his jetpack doesn't work and he makes a sacrifice play but it was like nah i'm just gonna eat myself out of the window and just like crash a ship into moff gideon's face eat that sucker i was i may have been narrating that as that scene was playing out i'm like you don't have to go down with the ship you can fly (laughs) you don't have to do this he checks his watch he's like oh yeah I don't got time for tea first. It's fine. And I'm out. About, um, oh, <laughs> F off a clock right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm else... checking Twitter and I'm like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> did anyone else uh, feel a little sad for Kane and Jarrus watching this whole thing go down and be like, how does that tiny little frog creature survive this blast? and keep his friends safe and not have to sacrifice himself when I did from an explosion. Like it was basically like that same kind of explosion. I'll except, tell you, you know. I'll tell you what, it's cause he wanted it more. I mean, that's it, <laughs> wasn't that what they always say in sports? He, he wanted it more. He just wanted it more. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah there's like <laughs> life, unborn child, full crew. Yeah. yeah. Keenan definitely didn't need to stick around. Right. It, so. Guess not. Well, like I said, he didn't, yeah. He, yeah. he didn't have those, 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 you know, force cojones, mm-hmm. I guess, to really pull that stuff <laughs> off. <laughs> The only other like part that took me out after watching this that when I thought for a second was um, I know Grogu is like a child, but he's also older than his dad, which 
freaks me out in a weird way. Like, right. Like a Futurama situation. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's really okay, like... so He's the professor. Good news, everyone. <laughs> it is like, yeah. Okay, cool. Here's, it's my, you know, whatever, 35th birthday. And here's my 50 year old frog yeah. son. All of a sudden he gets his voice finally. It's going to be, who's your daddy? <laughs> and he said thanks run down to uh, the right? snow and get me a sixer thank you or thanks uh when yeah. they after they took out the praetorian guards it was a good job kid and he said thanks but it just it was so like moved on he said his first word big thumbs up um, say, i also i thought i noticed no. that he was saying it sounded like at the end when like after everything had happened that he was speaking some sort of language mm-hmm. and i imagine that in that direction well, and I wonder because he was at the um, he was at the academy with Luke. Yeah, he, Luke's yeah, Rock Academy. Did, yeah, if he or no, well, or before other. like Order sixty one before oh, yeah, Order yeah. sixty six went down, he was at the academy, and I'm wondering if he did have language and if the trauma of that caused him mm. to regress because I believe they were talking about that before. Like right. Ahsoka talked about that a lot, so the I'm wondering if he's actually yeah. more advanced than what he's been able to, like, kind of showcase because of all of that past trauma and now he's finally because he's got a family we're going to start seeing language we're going to start seeing a lot more development if they continue with the show now granted again this was a good series wrap-up if they don't we can just imagine all the fun adventures but i would still love to see it continue don't you play with my therapy heart man come on (laughs) can you you therapize uh grogu as a professional missy and yeah i I will do emdr on him it'll work out fine yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, Miss, if you don't know, Missy is a a professional therapist by trade, so she's got skills. She knows. So I I did want to ask it. Okay, you kind of leaned into this really really well. Uh, to to kind of wrap things up, where do you want to see this go? Do you want to see uh Din as more of a backup character doing cameos? Like I think saying he's going to work with the 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 rebels or the you know the new republic or whatever uh and go to the outer rim i think leads to a skeleton crew cameo potentially because that's mm-hmm. kind of where this happens right like the the skeleton crew kind of takes place in the outer rim um do you want that did you want him to kind of show up like a hulk or something like you know other people's shows or do you want that to do you want a season four uh, how are you guys feeling after this wraps up? Like, what do you want next? I would uh, honestly love to see just kind of like a monster of the week kind of flavor mm. where, you know, like it doesn't have to have anything that's like super, super plot wise as yeah. far as like how, like focus more on story character development wise mm-hmm. and just letting them both grow and exist comfortably where they're at and just having some escapades, just going around, finding some weird stuff, you know, helping people of the outer rim, you know, of, maybe occasionally mm. he can come across other stories and some deeper right. stuff, but I don't need something that's like super heavy plot wise. Like they've done with the past three seasons, like as far you, as overarching story, you know, conspiracy, all that stuff. You, uh, I would just yeah. like to see them continue with the characters. You 100% described um, strange new worlds. So it's become, <laughs> I know, but right. I but, did not mention strange new worlds I know, because I, I understand I I'm on a star Wars podcast. Yes. But I understand that uh, <laughs> I do what I want because it's me. 
but yes no that's um, that, that's what i think really makes um you know formats very different because the majority i'm not going to use the star trek word but the majority of shows out there are very arc based and there's we've got 10 episodes so we're going to have this thing happening and then you come along to the occasional program that does a monster of the week and we're going to go from here to there and it's going to be different the, you know the characters have some consistent threads again not naming any specific shows the characters have different threads and then overall but overall you maintain that flow like okay i can tune into episode three and if i didn't see episode you know two i'm gonna be fine so that's i i 100 agree with you that it would be charlie cool. tell me about strange new worlds without telling me about strange new worlds i don't know Ew. what you're talking about i'm sorry have we met <laughs> i don't know who's charlie i don't know i'm cloak and dagger um <laughs> but uh either that or maybe put the character on the shelf until we get to the Filoni film. If, but that is if that happens because they have not uh, really confirmed that this show is going to go on at this point. Have we, there's a lot of like, meh, 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 meh. Well, we, we do have like, we do have confirmation that uh, John Favreau has written season four. Oh, he's, he's already been writing stuff. Now, whether or not they do that, he could just be writing random shit down on a napkin. His own, his, <laughs> his own fan fiction. Kennedy's gonna love it. It's all like, fan fiction until they yeah, produce it. He just yeah. exactly like he just kind of said, but like she could be like, no, 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 we're shelving this. We're waiting for the the you know the movie, and then you know Grogu's gonna go help Ray establish the new Jedi Order or something like that in the like the next movie that's gonna happen, right? Like right. They could do anything at this point. Nothing's been officially confirmed aside from like, you know, John Favreau's writing some shit. Uh, Missy, <laughs> where, where, uh, where do you want this to go? Uh, if there's going to be a season four, I agree that I think I'd like to see it more episodic. We don't need to have like the necessarily the huge overarching angsty plot. But, you know, I, could, I think they could do some good stuff with, you know, we're going to take this mission this week. We're going to go on this adventure this week. Just see what kind of shit we can get into. Mm. yeah absolutely show us more of the star wars world or galaxy yes yes yeah star wars yeah. it up go warsy right. i i would like you know cave for what you said like the monster of the week or mission of the week or whatever like that's that, that worked for supernatural i kind of loved when they did that i was a big supernatural fan of like but i loved as much as you know you kind of get into like moving the story along every little once in a while i loved when they would just go like Hey, we're going to go fight a vampire. We're going to go <laughs> solve this mystery. I, we're going to go like this. That's you know, what like you need to do. Space vampires and bring in Jackson the <laughs> rabbit. That's what I'm talking like about. Like, Six yeah. foot tall green rabbit. I mean, come on. Let's party. So, yeah. so Charlie, you're not saying that he needs to go on adventures and see strange new worlds, right? No, he needs to see very bland, <laughs> generic, like continents. <laughs> Maybe Join me on the next episode when I have all new guests uh, <laughs> and then new guests. Oh, I know we we have oh. really triple we've really triple teamed him and not in a good way. Uh, <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, he invited Kay and I himself. So yeah, oh yes, yes. this is yes. fair. My, hand, also, my hands are clean. <laughs> Missy and I did not mention Star Trek except for to harass Charlie for mentioning Star Trek so much. You are <laughs> both fired from Star Trek. <laughs> Co-host, same guests. Okay, Charlie, you cannot fire me from Star Trek. You can't do that podcast alone, baby. Oh no! Yes, I don't like yeah. the alternative. Who's, who's going to get you some with me. baby? Come on! All right, don't just quit sweet talking me. We'll talk about that later. Here. I like this. Uh, Charlie's Charlie's back into the corner. Uh, Charlie, what about you? What do you what do you what do you want from from this? 
Um, I, I, I mean, I think I think it's all been said. Uh, you could go in either direction, but definitely the 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 heavy of Mando. I think the time has kind of passed. Uh, but I'd like to see you know, yes, uh, Adventures of the Week, which uh, the show has done a lot of. Um, mm-hmm. but it's done it as like here's a little fetch quest, here's a little of this, here's a little of that. But it's you know, people generally get annoyed, like, why isn't you know, it's like, why haven't we gotten to the fireworks factory? Sorry, another Simpsons reference, which nobody gets. That's a Poochie. I've mentioned Poochie, itchy and scratchy and Poochie. I know I've talked about it before, but I digress. Um, I would like this to be that case, like, oh my, I can't believe I deal with this. Voluntarily, you literally mentioned Poochie in our last. I know. Why don't you go and watch the episode and then you can know what I'm talking about? Itchy and scratchy and poochy. Google it. You can find it on Disney Plus. Oh, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. No one mentions it four times an episode. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, yes, I as I said, I would agree. I think the episodic deal would be cool. I also think Mm -hmm. that taking a little Mando break would also be okay the way we've hopefully put Boba Fett on a shelf. That they don't give us another. I was disappointed we didn't get Boba Fett, to be honest, in this Yeah, one. that was something that was bandied about. I could have seen Boba being like, and here's me and all my <laughs> little buddies from Mandalorians. I was yeah. pissed off we didn't get him. And that was such a perfect time uh, to bring in um, Sabine. Like, plant that little bit of like, hey, all the Mandalorians are that's back a, together. That's a, that's a, Mando, that's a Mando group like, text. Yeah. I think there's maybe too much too much history between her and Bo-Katan to have mm. a quick camo or cameo. Yeah. Where that might be something that's more played out in Ahsoka. Like, I think I would have been honestly a little disappointed if they just kind of threw her in the mix to throw her in the mix because yeah, I really want to... Bad debut. Bad debut. Yeah. I want to see her with Ahsoka because yeah. I know that... Yeah. I know that there's a there's already an established story there, so I feel like that would make more sense. But Boba for sure, because it was it was was really caked on, baked on uh, in the Boba series that Mando was a part of it. So because they had that whole last episode, it was all the pew 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 and fighting the (laughs) all the bad guys. So yeah, yeah, that was lame. So yeah, I agree. Boba was a Boba was missing from this. He should have been there and had something to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if you're gonna yeah bring the guns like bring every gun that you can that's an yeah. easy one to make a call and so just, many guns and fennec, and fennec as well uh, obviously or she I mean, could have been back he, home 10 in the store or whatever you know i, say, I don't know. know if they really had time at that point to go because they she had bo katan had just gone and grabbed her group of mercenaries and then it was like oh yeah. man stuff's going down so they didn't really yeah. have time yeah. to swing around yeah. and grab 100%. everybody else right yeah. it was it was it was not not not, not on the itinerary gotta stick yeah. to the itinerary yeah um yeah, yeah, I think you guys said uh, pretty much everything that I was kind of thinking. I'd love to see him do little cameos in other shows, but I think oh, absolutely. for like The Mandalorian, um, you know, take a little bit of break and, and establish until we get, you know, the next thing that he has to kind of go at. And I'd love to see Mission right. of the Week kind of stuff. But I also think Thrawn on the horizon, uh, and we've seen a little bit in this season, uh, space pirates starting to do their thing. And that's uh, apparently kind of one of the falls of the new Republic is mm-hmm. like space pirate uprisings and stuff. So right. um, I would, if they're going to establish a big bad for season four, that's not Thrawn. I'd love to see space pirates and like mm-hmm. the fall of the new Republic, especially since he's working with them now. Right. Um, aside from that, I like going like way forward. I think I already mentioned uh, I'd love to see. So by the time that the next like Ray focused, new Jedi order story comes out. 
it'll be, I'm going to say 45 years, I think would be like my quick math. Yeah. From season one of Mandalorian to 15 years post Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, 40, 40, 40 or 45. Somewhere yeah. 40 yeah. to 50 years, somewhere in that stretch. Which puts Grogu at 100 years old, which we know that Yoda was training younglings, uh, Jedi Master, by the time right. he was 100 years old. Um, not saying that Grogu has to keep up and right. you know match everything that Yoda was doing, but it's been established that you know, like his species can master right. the force and and, right. and do that kind of stuff. So, like, who better than to bring some bit of the old stuff? Like, you could have Cal Kestis in there if he's still alive by the end of Jedi Survivor, mm-hmm. right? Uh, be hopefully, call, call he'd, he'd be a pretty old dude at that point. Mm-hmm. So like, I think Grogu throwing Grogu in the mix of like, yeah, I survived order 66. I trained with the Jedi. Let's I went party. Through shit. I'm a Mandalorian, but I also use the force. Like, yeah. Okay. I'll help you establish a new order. Let's do this. You just um, described like his Tinder profile, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I like long walks on the I'm, beach. Surviving I'm three, two, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, a green eyes, uh, a patchy white hair. And, yeah. uh, I and I'm like a uh, rant, so you know I always bring protection. I like uh, mm-hmm. I like heavy metal music and uh, and long walks on the uh, scarred beaches of Scarif. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, uh, I yeah, there, I think there's some exciting places where this can go. So we'll see. Uh, and you said Ahsoka is up next in yep. August. Yep. So until then, we have like this is the last thing weekly thing until august we have jedi survivor coming up at the end of this week next week from may the 4th we're getting young jedi adventures we're getting vision season two so we'll have some more stuff to cover on the show uh, excuse me on the show um but we're not getting like a weekly series so uh we'll we'll have to keep coming up with stuff yes we will do it that's what we do awesome Missy K, I want to thank you so much for joining us for this recap. What a season. And I'm, I'm super happy you could both join us to, uh, to kind of like give your thoughts and, and help us close out this awesome season, Amanda. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure. You Same. got it. Cool. All right. Well, Missy, where do people find you out there? Uh, you can find me on the socials. Most of the time I'm active on Instagram on at mama merch. Excellent. Kay, what about you? And for me, you can find me at Twitter at uh, QTGeek, that's Q underscore T Geek, or at uh, CounterSocial at K Quinn. Excellent. Mark? You can find me everywhere, uh, especially these days, really hanging out on Instagram more than Twitter or anything else at the underscore Canardian or on our Discord channel. Yes, always our Discord, which I love. You can find me there as well. I'm over on Twitter at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. Uh, K, Missy, and myself are part of the USS Grand Petoskey run by my wife, April, and I. That is one of the largest chapters of the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world. Uh, we're part of Region 13, which I run, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. If you're a trekker, uh, even listening to this show, uh, within the sound of my voice and would like to learn more about how to connect with other trekkers, I am your guy. Find us uh, at that name at most socials and at a website of that same a designation drops a line and we'll help you out. Um, and as always, friends, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. 
Charlie, since you've never made it to Eastern Canada, could I do a hostile takeover of your Star Trek fleet? I from Eastern Canada. Dare, the nearest guy is uh, there in Nova Scotia, um, but his chapter is small. I think there's to be a good chance yeah. you could take him over. Don't don't tell him I told you so. But I'll tell you where he lives. I've got his address. <laughs> be easy to find, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> that's that's going to be cut out you. of this one. That should that should be cut out. Just so. <laughs> okay. maybe. We'll I do see. not want to be accomplice to this. I want plausible <laughs> deniability. No Canadian, <laughs> Canadian hit crimes. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> it is now. It will Thank be now, yeah. The only trail I'll leave is maple syrup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cover my crimes. All right, may the force be with you, everyone. Rex, play us out. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.